not to be deceived by this world, whose prince, Christ tells us, is the devil. Kathy, husbands and wives, may the light that only Christ can provide. He is available with this grace to the Holy Eucharist. Not to be seduced by this world, masterminded by Satan, Catholic spouses and parents need the courage that only Christ can give them. He tells us not to be afraid. Why not? Because, as he says, have confidence, I have overcome the world. What is Christ telling married people? He is assuring them that he is still on earth in the Blessed Sacrament, that he is still offering himself daily on our altars in the sacrifice of the Mass, that he is literally, physically giving himself to them in Holy Communion. Why? In order to enable them to do what is humanly beyond their natural intelligence to comprehend and beyond their natural willpower to perform. Married Catholics have no choice. The psychological pressure from the world, the flesh and the devil, is too strong to cope with by themselves. The Holy Eucharist must be man if it already is or become if it is not. The mainstay of their married lives. Forty-six years of the priesthood have taught me many things. I beg you in the name of God to remember Eucharistic Husbands and wives live faithful, holy lives. It is a law of supernatural survival for Catholic marriages. Catholic marriages and Catholic families in every age and with thunderous emphasis in our day, the most sexually perverse period in human history. At the turn of the present century, Pope St. Pius X identified the first meaning of the Lord's Prayer, Give us this day our daily bread, said Pius X, the principal meaning of this petition refers to the Holy Eucharist. We are asking God in the Our Father to open the minds and hearts of believers to their need for daily Mass, daily Holy Communion, and some daily praying before the Blessed Sacrament, 
one, to provide us with a daily sustenance that our life of grace requires. And for the first time in 2,000 years, the Vicar of Christ, as we now find in the Code of Canon Law, not merely the concession, but the positive encouragement to receive Holy Communion not just once, but even twice on the same day. We need, dear God, how we need Christ in our bodies to keep our bodies chaste and our wills rooted in love. I am speaking to professed Catholics. I am speaking about Catholic marriage. I am speaking to those whose marriage in Christ must be preserved by Christ, nourished by Christ, go in loving chastity and charity as prescribed by Christ. And I cannot repeat too often, which is impossible for human nature alone. Christ is indispensable. That is why he established the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Nineteen plus centuries of Catholic Christianity proves that the Holy Eucharist is absolutely necessary for married Christians to remain faithful to each other and selfless in their marital lives. I'll say it, only one fear that you will think I'm indulging in pious rhetoric. This is cold logic proved through almost two millennia of Christian history. We go on. Witnesses to Christ's power to work miracles. If there is one thing that stands out in Christ's visible life in Palestine, it is his power to work miracles. In one chapter after another of the Gospels, Christ performed signs and wonders that testified to his claims of being one with the Father. And as he said, without him, we can do nothing to reach our eternal destiny. So what did Christ do? He changed water into wine. And his first miracle, not coincidentally, but most providentially, was performed at the wedding feast in Cana. Christ restored sight to the blind and speech to the mute. 
He cured paralytics so they could use their limbs. Christ calmed the storm at sea by a single word. And just before his passion, he raised Lazarus from the grave. When he told the dead man to come forth, what had been a decaying corpse came out of the tomb as a living human being. But a most important adversative, but Christ's greatest miracles were not his power over the physical laws of nature. They were his power to change unbelieving minds to become believers in his word and unbelieving hearts to become men and women of heroic virtue. The pagans of the first three centuries A.D. were converted to Christ when they saw Christians practicing chastity and charity. It was especially the faithful and fruitful love of married Christians that changed pagans into believing Catholics and in the process changed the history of the human race. We ask, where did the early Christian spouses receive the incredible light and strength they needed to live in holy, and I mean holy matrimony. Remember, to become a Christian in those times meant to expect martyrdom. Where did married Christians receive the superhuman power to live such superhuman lives? Where? From the Holy Eucharist. It is not commonly known, but should become known, that in the early church, Christians assisted at Mass and received Holy Communion every day. Let me repeat, the early Christians in the age of persecution went to Mass and Holy Communion every day. When they were in prison, the Holy Eucharist was brought to them in person. And there. Then awaited martyrdom by fire or the sword or by being devoured by wild beasts. What prepared them for martyrdom? It was the Holy Eucharist. And for the last at least 15 years, I doubt if I've omitted a single prolonged lecture in public 
without telling my audience we are living in the age of martyrs today. Without the Holy Eucharist, we are no match for the devil, and especially married people must come a must be devoted to the Blessed Sacrament if they wish to live what they must live heroic lives in today's, I repeat, age of martyrs. We turn to our own day. What Christ did during His visible stay on earth in first century Asia Minor, He has continued doing down the ages by the exercise of His almighty power available in His now invisible presence in the Holy Eucharist. It is the same physically same, historically same, geographically same, really same Jesus Christ who worked miracles at the dawn of Christianity, who is now present in the Blessed Sacrament, offering Himself at the Mass, present at our altars, and received by us in the Holy Eucharist. What should we conclude from this? Obviously, that married Catholics be witnesses in our day to Christ's power in their lives, as were the Christians who were mangled by lions in the Roman Colosseum, or like St. Thomas More, were beheaded by order of a lecherous king who discarded his lawful wife in the 16th century England. The greatest need for married Christians. This brings us to our final reflection. I may bold to say of the single most important need for Christian marriage is a renewed faith in the Holy Eucharist. I have no illusions, none whatever, on how faith in the Blessed Sacrament is being questioned, misinterpreted, opposed in some learned, unbelieving circles that still call themselves Catholic today. There is an outstanding statement of the Gospels about Christ performing miracles. The evangelists tell us how Jesus could not work miracles among some people because of their lack of faith. Notice what we are saying. We are saying that the Almighty Master of heaven and earth, the Creator of the sun, moon, and stars, 
when he became man, was unable to exercise his omnipotence because of some people's lack of faith. Of course, of course this means that he could not because he would not work miracles where the people refused to submit their minds in humble belief in his divinity. There is no single imperative that I consider more important in today's world than expect miracles in your life. Expect miracles in your life. But in the name of God, look to your faith. It is faith and faith alone that can tap the resources of omnipotence. Now we turn to our own time and place. Would anyone doubt that in our nation, in the last decade of the 20th century, we need an avalanche of moral miracles to preserve marriage and the family from disintegration. Disintegration by the demonic forces let loose on our country today. Only God can work a miracle, and we need to change the figure an ocean of miracles in America, as in Canada, as in England, and France, and Germany, and Scandinavia, to mention just a few materially wealthy but spiritually destitute nations of the world. And millions are walking in darkness and in the shadow of eternal death. Jesus Christ is the infinite God who became man. He became man not only to die for us on Calvary, He became man to live with us in the Holy Eucharist. Catholics living in holy matrimony have a grave responsibility. They are to stir up their faith in this continued presence of Jesus, no on earth, in our cities, in our day. They are to obtain for themselves and for their contemporaries the power to live their married lives according to the teaching of Jesus Christ. He instituted the sacrament of matrimony to be a constant witness in an unbelieving world, a witness to what only God can make possible 
This divine power is acceptable, acceptable and accessible in the Holy Eucharist to those who have the humility to believe. I will let you close with a not-so-short prayer. Lord Jesus, at the Last Supper, you gave us your own commandment to love one another as you have loved us. At the Last Supper, you instituted the Holy Eucharist in order to give us the grace we need to put this difficult commandment into practice in our lives. Those whom you have joined in holy matrimony are to practice this selfless charity day after day and year after year until you call them into eternity. They need how they need the patience and courage and heroic fortitude to remain faithful to you and to one another in today's age of martyrs. Give them, we pray, the light to see that you, you are with them in the Holy Eucharist near them by your real presence and within them in holy communion. Inspire them to become apostles of charity and chastity to the married in our world today. Eucharistic Lord Jesus, without you we can do nothing, but with you, we can restore a broken world to unity in the human family. We are on earth, here on earth, as a prelude to our union with you in heaven, in the company of the divine family of the Holy Trinity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may God bless you.